Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. So the format tonight is the coffee shop format where everyone is invited to share a song, a poem, a revelation, a God story. And so uh, the mic is open now. Who would like to go first? Come on up. Barbara's hand went up first, so... I think Barbara's hand went up first, so. <laughs> Just, oh. you, So you can be second, Sylvia. Just a word of explanation. The children's lesson tonight is God is faithful to keep his promises. And it's the story of Abraham and Sarah and that God was faithful and, and gave them the baby he promised. So. While that story is very important, I think I'll save it until next week because I think the children need to hear our stories of God's faithfulness to us, and they may have some stories of their own. So kids, stay here with us. (laughs) It's going to be exciting. Hi. Last Sunday night in our life group, I asked our group to pray for an anointing for me to speak to my unsaved sister. And I put that in quotes because we were raised Catholic and I really haven't been with her her whole life. So I don't know whether she ever asked Jesus into her heart or not. But um, Sonia in our group said, the cross is about our sin, but it's about our value. And... That was the impetus I needed to talk to my sister. And I want to tell you something, God set her up. Because (laughs) we had a day to spend together Monday, which is rare for her. But she got in the car, and she was hurt by something her husband did. And she was hurt and angry. So we went to Frontier Days, and we sat down to eat lunch, and she just kept on going and I really understand that because I was there with my husband and and the Lord really healed me of a lot of deep hurts so I said to her let me tell you something (laughs) God loves you because in the Catholic Church it's all about what you do and your sacraments and things like that and I said to her you don't have to be good enough how good do you have to be, and when do you know that you're good enough? And I said, Jesus cares about you, and whatever matters to you matters to him. And, and I said, pour out your heart to God. I said, he will hear you, and he will listen, and he will help you. And I asked her if she had a Bible because Catholics are really not taught to read the Bible. And she said, yes, she did. And I said, well, read the Psalms and you'll find out that King David was the biggest whiner in the Bible. He cried about everything to the Lord. And I said, the Lord heard him and answered him. 
So I said more things. I told her a little about the Holy Spirit being our comforter because we weren't taught that in the church either. And at the end of when I was finished talking to her, she said, I understand, trying to remember, I understand and agree with everything you've said, but I need time to think about it. I need time to process it. So I left it at that, and we continued our day. But tomorrow I have another chance, <laughs> or God has another chance. We're going to drive down to Denver for a girl's day. So, um, yeah, we can pray about that. <laughs> I have a word from the Lord. There's ministering angels in this room tonight. And if you have a prayer need or you're struggling with something, anything, tonight's your night. Just come up and get your prayer. Just look for somebody. <laughs> oh, but he's going to do something big. So we just praise you, Jesus. We thank you. We glorify you, Lord. Oh, for your love and your grace for us, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. So let's just uh, act on that invitation right now. So if, if you want prayer for something tonight, just stand up like this. And if you're not standing, then go to somebody who is standing and pray for them. <laughs> And I'm standing for prayer, not just as an example. <laughs> yes, Lord, we thank you for your presence. When your presence is here, your power is here. And we receive. We pull on heaven for all the needs in this room. We open our hands and our hearts and we say, yes, Lord, thank you. So when we were worshiping, um, I could feel the heaviness and the burdens that were here tonight. And, um, you know, we're, we're all experiencing things that um, cause us to struggle, you know, and heaviness to come in. And so I really um, believe that God wanted me to pray this over you. And um, do you, you know, one of the key, and I don't like using this word, but one of the ways that revival comes is when we all pray in agreement. And so agreement is, so I'm, I'm going to have this, I'm going to say this prayer, it's scripture, and you need to put aside everything else that's going in your mind any of your own prayers, any of your own agendas, and you just need to say, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take hold of this. I'm going to agree. And so I'm, I'm asking you to set your heart, to give your heart right now to the Holy Spirit and um, ask him to help you receive this. It, it, anyway, so in this, it's from Ephesians. 314 and Paul says I fall to my knees and pray to the father 
the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we may ask or think. Glory to him and the church in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. So right now, Holy Spirit, I ask that you cause hearts to widen. You cause them to receive to turn, to listen, to understand. By your power, Holy Spirit, I ask that you help people to know this love. I thank you, God, that we can depend on you, that you are good, that you love us, and that you're faithful. And when everything else is a mess, we don't have to figure it out. We just got to trust in your love for us. Thank you. Amen. This woman here doesn't have to keep Cheyenne in heaven all by herself. For several weeks, I've looked for a thank you card, and I just can't find one. <laughs> and those of you who know me, when I went to write one out, it's like seven pages long. <laughs> But uh, I want to thank everybody for your prayers, for your support, for your sense of humor, for sharing your children and your families. Um, we are so very fortunate here to have a city that worships together. And I, I share it with people a lot. That when I went back to Georgia, that was the thing that broke my heart the most was because, you know, every little community has their own church. The church has their own cemetery. And, you know, there's 30 churches in the county, and but they don't worship together because they have their own church. And it's sad about what they're missing out on. And, you know, and, and seeing Gina, she's like this umbilical cord for us at YHOP. Because she, she's she's the hands and feet and heart of Jesus. And she goes places where some of us can't go. And, uh, you know, it was, it was such an honor to be a part of your grandchild and the things that, that we did together and um, how blessed we are to have that here. Um, I... Uh, 
I'm just very thankful for all of you. I'm thankful to have my car back. <laughs> now if my knee just heals fine, I'll be good. But um, there, there's so much that you get all excited about things and, and like Gina was saying, she gets back into town and the pastor doesn't have time. Uh, I talked to Miss Ruth today, she's 91. And this woman is a prayer warrior. Um, she, she has children come to her home. She lives across the street from the pool, which makes it really nice. But she lost her dog of 14 years. Uh, she went with us to see Governor Meade to sign the declaration for the National Day of Prayer. And for me, it was such a special thing. And to be able to take her, it was really special. Um, but we're walking down the, the steps, and I said, well, wow, just think, this week at your circle meeting, you can tell them that you were in the governor's office. And she said, honey, I've been here before. I've got pictures of him with my colleagues when he was a kid. Yeah, but that's what she does. She loves on the kids. And I, I think, you know, that's, that's what I want to be when I grow up, you know, not, don't hesitate, just love. Um, but, um, you know, we were, we were sharing about all these little God moments and, and with a mixed audience of little children, you have to be really careful about things that we say. Um, but um, there, was, there was one that um, especially sticks out in my mind because um, I laugh, uh, you know, in Wyoming, when I was growing up, you were outdoorsmen because that's all you had was the outdoors. And, uh, and I'm probably repeating myself again about, you know, I knew there was a flood because there was a flood in my Wyoming because we didn't only go, oh, yes, fishing, fishing. Um, my grandson was three years old, and uh, it was his birthday, and he had a little kid's fishing pole. And I bought him a little Johnson, and we went out to the pond to fish. And in 93, my mother came out, and she wasn't doing well. She had dementia. And I had taken her fishing, and it was the first time she had been fishing in 40 years. And my daughter and I took her. And, of course, it was one of those days where you uh, kind of pay attention to how much bait you've lost <laughs> as opposed to... And she lost a bobber, and it was in one of the little shrubs in the pond. And for years, Echo and I would go fishing, and, hi, Grandma, how you doing? And, and she went home to, t to Jesus 10 days after he was born. So anyway, we packed our lunch, and, um, which was usually bait, like hot dogs and corn and stuff that fish eat. And we had done pretty good, and we were getting ready to go home, and we always carried a five-gallon bucket in the car, scooping up water. And when we scooped up the water in the bucket to put the fish in, my, my, mother's, <laughs> my mother's bobber rolled in. And we hadn't been fishing that much. It wasn't something that we didn't, you know, I was busy trying to get my daughter through high school and, and raise my grandson. And he looked at me, he says, Mama, breathe. <laughs> and I said, let me tell you a story. And that's what God does. And it's, it's, um, it's overwhelming. 
but um, he has a way of moving those things into your life and saying, I love you. I love you. I love your grandson. <laughs> He's a fisherman. And, um, but I, I just want to thank all of you. And um, you are always in my prayers. And um, I would like for you to keep Gina first and foremost in your, in your prayers because she, she, she walks a, a tough, tough road and she does it in grace. And um, we are also very fortunate to have her with us. And I just wanted to say that while you were here. I love you too. Thank you so much. Well, I feel like I should tell you guys a, a quick story. Um, two weeks ago, Stan and I were on the National Mall at the Together 2016 event. And um, we were there with about half a million people praying. And it was really a life changer. But before that had happened, we were at the National Prayer Summit. And the Lord was just moving. But for whatever reason, they kept opening up the platform and putting me up there in front of the nation. And that happened about four times. So finally, at the end of the summit, I was like, Lord, you know, what is happening here? And he said, do you remember when Dutch and Chuck came in 2004? And they said Wyoming would have a big voice in Washington, D.C. And I said, yes, Lord, I remember. And he said, because I've always thought that would be John Barrasso or Mike Enzi, which I do believe they have a, a strong voice. But he said, Gina, it's nothing to do with you being Gina. It has to do with you representing Wyoming here. And this is part of the fulfillment of that word, is that you are up here speaking life into the rest of this nation. And so we had just a, a phenomenal um, move of God in Washington, D.C. But part of what's happening here in the state, and I'll just encourage you with this, before I had ever gone to Washington, D.C., I started getting a word from the Lord. And the word was, you know, you guys have got to go public with your faith. You know, we get afraid, and we're, you know, we're afraid if we're not being out there being politically correct. And he says, you got to go public with your faith. And while I was in Washington, D.C., that word was coming stronger. And I had talked to Pastor Jay and Pastor Tom and Pastor Jason at the luncheon. And I said, I'm getting this vision from the Lord. And I'm seeing a group of people over in that area where Franklin is coming, openly reading the word of God, reading the, the word of God. So I started mentioning it, and it started to gain traction in the spirit. The Lord was speaking. So next Saturday, the 6th, we are gathering believers. I've even called Channel 5 or emailed Channel 5 because the Lord said, email Channel 5. And I got an email back today, and they said they have it on the story grid, and they're considering coming and filming this. Right now, we have 15 people that have committed to come at 11 o'clock to the south lawn of the museum and in one hour or less, now we're going to need more. We're hoping we're going to have 25 people. So if the Lord speaks to you, we want you to, I want you to come talk to me. But we are going to attempt to simultaneously, out loud, read the entire New Testament, all in one sitting in one hour. And in Helena, Montana, they read the entire Bible in 90 minutes. 
they had enough people show up at their capital that they surrounded the whole capital with lawn chairs. And they started reading, and in 90 minutes, they had read out loud the entire Bible into the atmosphere of their state. So on Saturday, August the 6th, if you are feeling like you want to come be public with your faith, you know, we've got folks coming from Laramie. We've got folks coming from Cheyenne. I have about 15 people right now, and it takes 18 hours and 20 minutes to read the New Testament. We're hoping we'll have 25 people that will come. We can do it in less than an hour. We'll come. We'll begin with worship. And then we're going to give assignments, and we're going to say, you go sit over there, and you read out loud this portion. We're praying that God will send children, will send youth to do this. Youth groups are being, you know, some are talking to some of the youth groups. But we believe that this is in preparation for what's going to happen the following week when Franklin shows up. And I visited with Brian Allered, who you know, and I told him last night, this is what God is saying to get the ground ready for Franklin to come. And he said, that's awesome. That's awesome what God's doing. So, you know, when I come back from Washington, D.C., it's hard for me to come back to Wyoming sometime because I feel like, you know, you're out there at, in Washington, D.C., and you come back to this little flyover state that nobody thinks a lot about, right? And yet we have a big voice. I'm telling you, we have a big voice, and people are looking to Wyoming and beginning to say what's happening in Wyoming. So I just wanted to encourage you as a church, as a community. And Pastor Jay, thank you for what you're doing with the cover Cheyenne in prayer. I'm just telling you, it's just time. It's just time for that to really get traction. And I see it getting traction. And my prayer is it's going to spread to Casper. It's going to spread to Laramie. It's going to spread to Sheridan. Because it's just time. It's just time for this state to enter into that 24-7 place. So thank you so much. And speaking of that, I think we're going to have 10 churches by the time we start August. And there's a sign-up sheet back there. Oh, it's right here. It will be back there. Uh, because we're we're leading in this, so we're going to be the first church to actually cover the entire 24 hours of our day, which is August 1st, and that's Monday. So uh, if if you haven't signed up yet, you can still sign up for an hour or more. Yeah, we, we'll just pass it around right now. <laughs> yeah, the same time, yeah. And, yeah, you can pray from any location. You don't have to come here. That's that's fine. And I think there's still a day or two left on our 40-day tag team fast for for breakthrough for our building. Uh, and what that means is there, there are a lot of breakthroughs that are needed for God to restore to us what the enemy has taken. Uh, we need a breakthrough of where we are with our hearts as a body, so we're ready to receive. We we need a breakthrough of whatever finances God wants to release for this building. We need a, a breakthrough of the building being ready for us. Uh, so, you know, whatever breakthrough God imparts on you to pray for, uh, you know, those are some of the things that 
that we need to pray for on on that 40-day fast. So let's see. I think Jaden had something she wanted to share. <laughs> mm-hmm. And can mom or dad come help her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a fire in our house and God saved us. Wow. That's awesome. When was that? It was a month ago. A month ago. Wow. My mom and dad freaked out. Daddy accidentally did that. <laughs> And God protected us all. He helped us figure out what to put out the fire with. He told us, and it was water. Our mom and dad didn't know we had a fire extinguisher in our garage. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> All right, who who is next? <laughs> is the fire extinguisher still in the garage? Okay. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, well, we got to be getting close to breakthrough. I totaled another car yesterday. Uh huh. <laughs> we have an intercessor friend, Marge, that prays for this church and um, for Cheyenne. She's very precious to us. And so I was sharing with her today what happened with you. And this is the prayer that she wanted me to bring and for us all to agree. So it's a warfare prayer, but it's also a declaration. So. It says, we believe and know that the enemy has no place in Jay, no power over Jay, and no claim because of the finished work and blood of Jesus. I ask for protective detail on Jay's behalf, and under the unction of Jesus Christ, no weapon formed against him will prosper, no hunting violation order, any curses I rebuke and cause to fall or to, and to fail by the blood of Jesus and that the gates of hell will not prevail. And then this is the song that she had and um, it's hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Right where you are. <laughs> so I... Yes. <laughs> yeah, and we extend that to joy also. <laughs> and and to this entire body. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. <clears throat> we come into alignment with you. I The Lord's making some progress in me because through through the whole ordeal Yesterday, I never questioned his goodness. Anything about him 
once at all. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it kind of reminded me of that verse. If if you uh, if you have trouble with the footmen, what are you going to do with the horses? Uh, we're we're past the footmen. <laughs> that's that's good. Uh, and, and Michelle had that word for us a few years ago, if you remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's through difficulty that we're strengthened. It's through standing through difficulty that that we really move forward more quickly. And so we're we're learning that. So I, I feel like the Lord wants me to share uh, a testimony that I, I know probably a lot of you haven't heard. A few of you probably have. Uh, we, we've we made many, many mission trips uh, up to Pine Ridge Reservation, and we've made a couple up to the Cheyenne River Reservation. Uh, we were invited a few years ago up to a church uh, on the Cheyenne River Reservation to come and do some teaching on the kingdom of God and and have a, a healing service. And so we, we took a team up there, and uh, I think it was, uh, I think we went up on a Friday, so uh, anyway, we uh, during the day we, we ministered to a bunch of homeless people, we, we fed a bunch of people, uh, we told people that we were going to have a healing service in, in the evening, and uh, <clears throat> also serve a meal at the end. So we we had a great day, uh, the Lord did some neat things, uh, and then in the evening we had the service and uh, I I did some teaching on the kingdom of God, and and then we we started praying for people, and uh, you know a lot of good things were happening, but not a lot of really big things were happening, and and then this this guy showed up, this Native American guy about this tall, who we had seen earlier in the day, and and we had shared food with him. And we had told him what was going on, and he he had come late for the meal, but we were just finishing up praying for people, and he came up to me, and he said, you know, I've been saving up money so I could go see this medicine man up in Canada, because I, I think he can heal my leg, because he, he was a rodeo guy, and uh, he had somebody had stabbed him in the leg. And, and he limped pretty bad. And, and then he said, but I, I, thought, I thought I would come and see if your God could do anything. And as soon as he said that, I just knew God was going to heal him. So I grabbed Joy's brother, who had come over from Minnesota and met us there, and uh, we we just we prayed a a quick prayer over him and uh 
the guy turned around and he walked down the aisle. Uh, he turned around and he ran back. He grabbed my hand and started kissing my hand, <laughs> which was... <laughs> that's the first time anybody's ever done that. <clears throat> and then he just started jumping and because he was completely healed. And uh, that's that's what our God does. <laughs> and we're going to see more of that. <laughs> so anybody else? A testimony? A revelation? Jerry. What's that? Yeah, yeah. Let, let Jerry go first. I've got a little bit of word tonight to share with people right. in this worship time. I'll consider it. <laughs> and uh, that's Mount Zion, which is where Moses went up to receive the law, and that represents instruction. Of course, the Word of God is instruction. And in the New Testament, it talks about speaking to the mountain that it may be removed, be it cast into the sea and done away with. And in the book of Isaiah, it talks about the fact that the mountains are going to come down, the valleys are going to come up, and we're going to walk on totally renewed ways in life on uneven ground. That in Isaiah being something of a promise as to what we suffer in this life, be it instruction or be it things that need to be removed, things that need to come up and come level, and to be simpler, to be a, a, a better and a new life. And that's kind of what I have to share. Well, a couple months ago, a group from Laramie came here because we came to Kim's, um, the healing room seminar. And um, so they got pretty pumped up about healing, you know. So a few weeks ago, we were in a Bible study, and um, one of the ladies that was actually here at that healing seminar walked in. And I could tell when I saw her, she was miserable. She was in so much pain. And she sat across from me, and finally I said to her, are you okay? And she started to just cry. And she said, I was injured over the weekend in a branding accident out on our ranch, and I'm just in so much pain I can't hardly even stand it, you know. And I just knew God was going to show him show off that night. I just knew it. So I said, well, I'm going to just pray over you. And I walked across, across, and the faith that rose up in me was so supernatural. It was like there was no question. It was like when you knew the man was going to be healed. I just knew. And I put my hands on her. I mean, the power started to flow so not only was she getting healed i was getting healed of some things as the power was falling <laughs> she's getting healed she was had been sitting there crying and all of a sudden the spirit just touched her and she just began to grin like a chester cat because she got the healing like immediately and then i thought okay lord we'll see and the next day i get this text from her first thing in the morning she goes gina i feel so amazing so it was an instant, it was an instant healing. And we haven't seen a lot of that in Laramie, you know, but uh, man, after that healing seminar, Kim, that was like amazing because now we're all pumped up that that we can do this, you know, that we can lay hands on the sick and see them healed. So praise God. So anybody else, last call. So we're going to finish with a couple more worship songs.
God, we give you praise and thanks for who you are and all that you have done in our lives. Thank you for pursuing us. Lord, pursue those around us. And let us see where you're at work. And release your life and your kingdom to the people around us for your glory. Amen. Amen.